Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Welcome everyone to the Body Mind Spirit Show. Today I have a special guest. She is Katrina Amor and she is a homeopath, nutritionist, healer and menopause healing coach. Welcome Kat. Thank you so much for having me Rita. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to have this interview because I feel that we're going to really help a lot of women who need this support right now. So it's really exciting to be able to have you on the show. Okay, so first of all, can you tell me about how your journey began and what made you decide to undertake this mission to help women during menopause and perimenopause? Okay, so if we go back in, uh, back to the beginning, I, um, when I had my children, so I was, I was only 21 when I had my daughter, and she became very poorly, and doctors were not helping me, looking at me like I was, uh, you know, didn't know what I was talking about as a 21 year old mother. And uh, my daughter ended up in hospital. And my mother, my mum had just happened to come across a homeopath and said, take her to this homeopath and see if she can help. And my daughter, she took one little tiny, all I can say is like a sugar pill. And she instantly got better within like an hour. She was better. All the problems that she had just went. She was back to being this happy little baby. So that's where my journey into homeopathy Began. and you know my daughter is now 23 and you know she's been to the doctors probably just a couple of times in her life just to get diagnosed but not needed any medication the same with my son so my interest that's where the interest in homeopathy or natural medicine comes from yeah. and it was actually when my father died that you know it was a transition for me in my 30s I thought to myself right what do I want to do you know for myself you know my children were growing up I wanted something for me and so that was it I went off and trained for four years to become a homeopath Great. and nutritionist and then other healing modalities came in after that um, but I started off when I first started my career I was seeing everyone you know from children men 
but I tended to see either a lot of men with anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. or women with anxiety depression and hormone issues and it was that sort of started the where I wanted to focus my journey and my own symptoms I started to notice my own symptoms at 39 you know my mum never talked to me I don't know about you Rita but my mum never talked about hormones or periods it was a bit of a taboo subject yeah definitely yeah and so that's where, you know, then I decided, right, that's it. I was going to specialize in perimenopause and menopause because women just do not, oh, the majority of women do not understand their periods, let alone what the yeah. hell is going to happen. Exactly. Once you hit 40s, <laughs> 50s. And um, yeah, so that's where the journey really started. Wow. So, I mean, it sounds like such an amazing journey. I mean, it's so beautiful to hear obviously your children and how um homeo I always get stuck saying that homeopath homeopath okay how it helped them and in terms of the natural remedies that you can use to, um for your body which so many people frown upon but yeah. you know has long-term positive effects okay. I mean in terms of obviously moving into um, talking about perimenopause and the, and the menopause, what was it specifically? I mean, obviously, yeah, not a lot of us as women, we, you know, we go through our monthly cycle and we, you know, there's so much to it. And but what was it about that period? Was it the fact that you were getting a lot of clients who were going through that stage? Or was it that you were intrigued as to, okay, you've seen a lot of people around you going through that stage and you feel that you can help them? What was it that was that particular area that you focused on? It was actually, it was the amount of women that were coming to me feeling unhappy, anxious, sad, not necessarily depressed. They may use, they would say they don't feel depressed but the doctor's answer was antidepressants and they didn't feel they needed antidepressants. Yeah, yeah. Hence why they came to me as a homeopath and someone that could offer natural remedies because they just didn't feel that they needed a chemical pill. Mm. Um, and that was my main reason that I started to look and think, well, it is a lot of it is hormonal. Yeah. Yes, we get to that stage of our life. Menopause particularly is a stage where, you know, maybe your children are growing up or you've been married or in a relationship for a long time it tends to be when women start questioning their life anyway 40s yeah. and 50s and what's for me you know you put yeah. everyone else first so now what's next for me so it can be that but on top of that you're on this roller coaster of emotions because mm -hmm. of your hormones yeah and I found that so many women just didn't understand that it was hormone related and the doctors weren't recognizing that either they were just yeah. shoving them out the door with having antidepressants yeah yeah and and antidepressants you know that is a huge place for medication you know but but I think you know so many of us we're conditioned you know growing up you're not well you go to the doctors yeah to get a diagnosis or a medication whereas in other cultures they very much understand so you know western medicine is very much about taking a pill but in other cultures it's very much about you know your body can heal itself yeah. and any symptom you have is a sign that your body's not quite happy but you can take whether it's homeopathy herbs 
nutrition, yeah. medita- meditation. There are so many different modalities that can just help to bring your body back into balance if you understand what on earth is going on. Yeah, yeah. And that was my main reason. So then I did, I did much more training. I did more training courses specifically yeah. in menopause so that I could, you know, help women. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And, and you're definitely right there in terms of, I think sometimes we, we're very quick to go um, outside and, and go and see a doctor for obviously that tablet that will cure everything. But it is like sometimes our body is actually telling us things that if we really get into the practice of connecting to our body, because I'm a great believer in like the inside out method in, in terms of connecting within and getting to know yourself. And then you can understand also physically how your body's doing. And like you said, is it depression or is it, is this depression stemming from something hormonal and you'll get to know what, direction that is once you understand yourself that bit more so definitely yeah. what you said is is spot on there yeah yeah absolutely it is it's about listening I think you know as women because we don't take that time for ourselves and you know we put so much stress on our bodies you know maybe we've been mothers or tried fertility and it's not worked or you know we put so much pressure on our bodies that actually it's time to start listening to it like yeah. you say inside out yeah definitely. definitely so what are the symptoms that women need to be aware of to know that they're going through perimenopause okay so there is a long long list I'm afraid <laughs> um I think there are 34 recognized symptoms um, of perimenopause and uh, I would say there are many many more but the first one that doctors tend to recognize is irregular periods. So maybe you've gone from a regular monthly period of every 28 days yeah. to maybe your periods become shorter. So it may be like a 24 day cycle. Maybe you're having more than one period every month, or it could be the opposite. You may go five, six weeks without having a period you may sort of need to take a pregnancy test because think what on earth's going on with yeah, my body yeah um so it can be that periods may become heavier or last for longer so maybe a five-day cycle changes to a seven or a 10-day cycle or they may become shorter that tends to be the first symptom that a doctor as well will recognize right. one of the things that i see is um definitely with the moods so low mood sadness anxiety feelings of insecurity, lack of concentration, lack of confidence, they tend to be emotional symptoms that I actually start to see quite often in women late 30s. Right. So they can start to come in. So just always be mindful, listen to so any women that are listening, think about, you know, is there an exterior problem? So maybe it is a stress from work or relationship or children, but just make sure you're keeping a note of your symptoms throughout the month. Okay. Other things, unusual symptoms, um, I mean, obviously things like skin, skin changes, dry skin, itchy skin is um, an uncommon one, but some women feel as if they've got ants crawling underneath. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, really unusual one. Um, other unusual ones include burning tongue, um, teeth issues, so bleeding, bleeding teeth can be a sign yeah. of menopause, um, heart palpitation. Again, that's an unusual one. So you need to think about that. Always heart palpitations, get checked out, do your blood pressure, but get checked out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, aches and pains, so joint aches and pains, maybe lower back pain, um, gaining weight. So specifically gaining weight around the tummy. Um, and this was one of the things I noticed at 39. You know, I was going yeah. to the gym six days a week, but yeah. weight was going on around my tummy. And I think, what, where's that coming from? You know, I was carrying on. Um, it could be low sex drive, um, vagina dryness. There are so many symptoms. So really important to know the symptoms. Yeah. And just keep track. Keep track of anything, but I would say irregular periods and the mood changes and the weight tend to be the first ones, the most common ones that I see. Wow. And these are things that are very closely associated with lots of other things. You know, I mean, like definitely like if you think about gaining weight and, you know, around the abdominal area, I mean, that is an issue in itself for me. You know, I was thinking, yeah. okay, you know, what am I eating? What am I, you know, not doing? And also it's easy to say, okay, well, we've been in lockdown. We've had, you know, this pandemic. So there's been a lot of not as much activity, even though, yeah, I exercise, like you said, six days a week, but you're not shifting it. And then you, you don't click that it could be the signs of perimenopause. You just think, oh it's maybe I'm eating too much sugar maybe I'm this so it's yeah. really closely connected that it is quite difficult for someone to kind of maybe think that they could be in that stage isn't it yeah it, it is Rita and that's the thing it is really difficult like you say with the whole lockdown situation I think everybody has put on yeah. a few pounds <laughs> but it's you know it could be very much that your hormones are shifting so you're going on this roller coaster where you yeah. you might still be having a period every month but your period your hormones are shifting on a daily basis your metabolism slowing down they can all that can all play a part um in the weight gain and then also stress stress yeah, plays a yeah. huge part so you know if you've got too yeah. much cortisol too much of the stress hormone in your body mm. it's going to store as you know fat around the tummy so that's yeah. another reason we so many people have been stressed over the last i don't know how long now 18 exactly. months two years yeah, just due yeah. to the uh, lockdown and pandemic yeah so if someone is actually on the contraception, obviously their their periods are not like as known as real periods. You know, they're yeah. they're obviously they have their um, if they choose. I mean, obviously some contraceptions you have that break and you have that bleed. Can the symptoms be recognised? Obviously, because having irregular periods, like can that occur will they be able to notice that or is that a little bit more difficult for someone who is on the contraception it is more difficult for women that are on the contraceptive um, whether it's the birth control pill or the coil it can be harder to spot the symptoms yeah. um, because what that's doing it's a chemical hormone that's being put into your body which then depletes your other hormones from working naturally so it's going to mask your symptoms many women again don't realize that they are not actually having a proper period if they're on birth control it is a fake bleed so you won't know what's going on but even so if you're finding that you're starting to get those mood changes or you are starting to have an unusual bleed whilst you're on contraceptive um, it tends to be the mood changes that most women find start to happen if they're on birth control pill 
and they're starting to see hormonal shifts. Yeah, so that's something that those yeah. who are on contraception could look out for definitely and, and take it from there. No yeah. thank you for that. Now, is there a particular age that perimenopause starts from? Because some people can start it, I've heard, as early as in their 30s. Some people can be a lot later. And then I know sometimes it can be brushed off by GPs saying, oh, well, you're not at that age yet. So so what, what, yeah. what, age, what age does it actually start or is there no okay. age? I would say there's no particular age. Um doctors tend to say the perimenopause starts mid 40s so from 45 years onwards so just to clarify perimenopause is the hormonal shift before the menopause menopause is actually just one day it's when you have gone a whole 12 months of no periods the very last day of your period is your menopause and then you are classed as postmenopause. So perimenopause is this hormonal shift that we have where all the symptoms start. So doctors tend to recognize it from 45 onwards, hence why so many women go to their GP to be told you're too young. In the UK, the average age for menopause for when periods are stopped is 51. But I would say I'm seeing a huge shift now. I'm seeing plenty of women, 40, sorry, 53, 54, still having regular periods. Yeah. And then again, I'm seeing women late 30s, early 40s, whose periods have become irregular or periods have stopped. So wow. I don't see it is quite as clear cut as it used to be, maybe. Um, I see women from age maybe 38 39 starting to see some of the you know symptoms I mentioned like irregular periods moods yeah. low sex drive things like that um yes yeah, so early 40s but then you've also got to be mindful that some women go into menopause in their teenage years very rare wow but uh yeah I know a 14 year old girl and I met a girl last weekend actually 21 and she's been told that she's Men, um, menopausal oh, so postmenopause wow. at 21 so yeah it can be you know it depends if if women are on have been on contraceptives then that can change things um sometimes yeah. if women have had children later in life then that can bring on an earlier perimenopause um again women that maybe had postnatal depression or issues around having children IVF um, infertility then of course that can yeah. all play a huge part so there is no one size fits all the biggest thing is women tend to go to the doctor the doctors um, unless they've done an extra training course they don't have to from what I can understand GPs in the UK anyway do not have to do menopause training it's just a, it's an extra module mm. hence why you know and if they do they've just spent a few hours learning it so and they're very medical this is you know this is the science there you go yeah. um and I don't feel it's quite as clear-cut nowadays with the stresses and the diet and the way that we live it's not quite as easy as it used to be in my that's my opinion yeah wow like there's a few things that you've said there I'm like lost for words <laughs> you know especially I mean in terms of what you said going back to the whole um, menopause journey so am I right in 
saying that so the whole journey of the the symptoms and everything is the perimenopause stage yeah. and then you're saying once um your periods have stopped for 12 months and you're not you've not had any periods that is actual menopause so that actually is shorter than what we actually believe it to be am i right yes yes this is where you know it was always talked about as being the menopause yeah and um yeah so it's actually perimenopause is the phase before some women you know I don't want to paint horror pictures some women have no symptoms or maybe just have a few symptoms and other women will have a lot of symptoms but yeah. this transition it can for some women it can you know take 10 12 years so that you know if it's if a woman's like late 30s early 40s starts to see symptoms it can take this period can take 12 to sort of you know, 10 12 years other women they may not have symptoms and it may you know just be a six months transition when they actually notice their symptoms mm-hmm. but the more you understand your body the more you understand the symptoms and the more you start to put number one on your back and start to look after your body you know yeah have some you know yeah. we've got to give our bodies tender loving care at the end of the day we you know had you know put our bodies through so much it's and it is a little bit boring I'm afraid it does go back to eating well um being a little bit more mindful taking time out and yeah definitely things like that and the more you do start looking after your body in your 40s the easier the transition should be yeah I mean that that's a question I'd love to ask is there anything that us as women can do in almost like the build-up to this main event you know which is a big event in our life but yeah. anything that we can do in terms of obviously like you've mentioned there you know healthy eating and, and everything like that is there any kind of supplements that we should maybe start at a, at a certain time or um yeah just kind of some tips that maybe we could start implementing that could make the journey a little bit more easier to manage even if it is like what we've mentioned meditation or even journaling as well you know being able to record what's going on yeah definitely I think that's the first thing I would say number one track your periods and your symptoms I have so many clients that come to me for hormone testing and I need to know specific days that they you know where their hormones uh, where their periods have been over like the last two or three months yeah. so many women are not tracking their periods so either you know if you like the old-fashioned pen and paper buy a diary or keep notes in your diary of your period dates okay. um, and keep notes of your symptoms whether that's physical symptoms like aches and pains the length of your period um period pain and also your emotional symptoms so put all that down either in a paper diary or there are so many apps out there for smartphones. Like I think I use Period Tracker. There's right. one called Flow. Uh, there are so many apps out there. So first of all, track your periods and your symptoms. So you can yeah. see if your symptoms are hormonal. Start learning. There is so much out there, thankfully, you know, on various social media channels. There's so much information out there that you can start to understand symptoms, what to look out for understand your hormones um more celebrities are talking out about it now which i think is a good thing although the celebrities do tend to be pushing the medical route which is fine but just be aware that you can do things naturally as well if you choose to so listening to your body is key Mm -hmm. yeah 
diet wise, I'm afraid it's really boring. If you think, you know, it's a bit like thinking of your body like a car. And for most people, we take our car for a service every single year or yeah, an MOT yeah. in the UK, whatever we have to do. When your manhood bends in a different direction, visit PDURO.com to find a urologist because a bend in your erection might be Peyronie's disease or PD. It's a condition that involves a buildup of scar tissue, also called plaque, but it's treatable. Zyaflex, collagenase clostridium histolyticum, is the only non-surgical FDA-approved injection for Peyronie's disease. Zyaflex is a prescription for adult men who have a plaque that can be felt and a curve in their penis greater than 30 degrees at the start of treatment, along with daily penile stretching and straight exercises, Zyflex has been proven to help gradually reduce the bend. Results will vary. Don't receive if the treatment area involves your urethra, the tooth that urine passes through, you're allergic to any collagenase or the ingredients in Zyflex. May cause serious side effects, including penile fracture or other serious injury during an erection, severe allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis, and localized skin and soft tissue death called necrosis due to hematoma, which could require surgery. You may feel sudden back pain reactions after treatment. Seek help right away if you have any signs of injury. Do not have sex or any sexual activity during and for at least four weeks after each treatment cycle, which includes two injections, one to three days apart. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions. If you have a bleeding condition or take blood thinners, as risk of bleeding or bruising at the treatment site is increased. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. Talk to a urologist about Zyaflex. Find a Zyaflex trained urologist at PDURO.com or call 877-942-3539. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie and Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done with 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If, and they change the oil, they change the filters, whatever they have to do. Mm. If you think about it, we're 40, 50 years old, and we've been putting our body, you know, we've been eating loads of sugar, um, drinking alcohol, <laughs> I'm drinking of sugar for sure. Yeah, <laughs> drinking coffee. I'm a huge coffee addict. Um, but drinking coffee to keep us going, or we like the taste. Um, adding dairy. You know, some women start to find that they become more intolerant to things like gluten due to the hormone changes that can cause intolerances. So the boring side of it is to basically cut out the rubbish. If we think about, look at the supermarket. Um, what are there? There are a few aisles full of vegetables and meat and fish, and the rest of it is just colorful packages. So yeah. very boring. But if you can try to get back to cooking, as you know, yeah. like I, when we grew up, it was very much meat and two veg. Try and go back to a basic diet or cooking from scratch. Loads of green vegetables is great for you. Um, fiber putting in your good fats do not be scared of fats so olive oils avocados nuts seeds your oily fishes are amazing making sure you're drinking enough water that's so many women they will reach the tea the coffee but the forget the water <laughs> exactly yeah so things like that so eating the rainbow protein is the biggest thing try and eat protein even if you're a vegetarian or vegan look for you know those yeah. sources protein with every single meal once you start getting into your 40s and 50s that is key so that's the boring things I'm not I'm not you know I think if you read my profile I absolutely love Prosecco 
I love a girl's night. I love cupcakes. That is my thing. I love coffee. So everything in moderation. So that good 80-20% of the rules. So just try and start being mindful about what you're eating. When it comes to supplements, you know, it's a bit of a minefield. Um, Nowadays, we just our diet is not nutritionally dense. The food that we're eating, the foods that you know, the even fruit and veg that we're getting in supermarkets, it's just not as nutritionally dense as it would have been twenty, thirty years ago when we were growing up. Because so much of it is picked before it's ripe, or it's um, almost put in freezer containers and shipped from various different countries, then kept in freezers or cold storage units in supermarkets before it actually comes onto the shelf and gets to us so food is not as nutritionally dense as it used to be ideally start if you can you know try and start going more to your local farmers markets for your vegetables that can help so we do need to start putting in supplements you've got your basic ones so obviously for immune system vitamin c vitamin d they are key um for anyone that's thinking about you know the virus that's going around the world then you might want to add in maybe some zinc some selenium they're wonderful for your immune system but as for women's hormones um vitamin b12 b12 complex that will help with your brain health so that's really important and also with your energy women that are struggling with um hormonal issues there may be a bit of pms premenstrual stress or premenstrual tension breast pains the breasts starting to get a bit you know painful or swollen before their periods hot flashes dry skin then evening primrose can be a really useful remedy uh, supplement and you can get those most of them you know from i would say if you're buying supplements try and buy something that's you know a little bit pricier if you can afford it so try and go for quality over cheapness yeah um, women that are struggling to sleep, magnesium is amazing for sleeping. So you could take that in the evening. Also really good for aches and pains. Right. Okay. Um, I'm writing well, this down as well. <laughs> yeah. So there are so many different things you could take. Omegas, your omega oils and fats, they're really important. So yes, you can get them through eating oily fish. Um, flax seeds as well. You can get your omegas from flax seeds, nuts, seeds. Um, but omega fish oils or a vegan source of omegas is really a good one to take for your joints and for your brain health. You know, especially if you're struggling with brain fog, then make sure you've got plenty of uh, omegas in your diet. Yeah. Um, then there are herbal remedies as well that can really help. Right. Um, so, for example, you've got a herbal remedy called sage. Sage is good for sleep and also for the night sweats and hot flashes. Uh, for someone that's struggling maybe with the nervous or anxiety um, moods sort of like low moods then maybe a venous sativa or ashwagandha um, cbd oil seems to be quite popular now as well so the cannabis type oils but again make sure you're going for a high quality you know otherwise you'll just you might as well just eat chalk or yeah yeah so okay. always think about the quality um, and then there are other things like when it comes more specific it's depending on what's going on with your hormones you know i quite often prescribe maca uh, maca roots for some women yeah or um if they've got too much estrogen then a supplement called dim is really useful so it can be quite specific but they're the basic ones that we do need to add in some supplements yeah. um 
ideally try and buy them. There are some brands, but just remember that we'll do like a multivitamin for women. Just be mindful that if you're buying cheap, then it is not always the best quality. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I don't know if I'm right in thinking this, but sometimes if you go for something that is, say, multivitamins as well, you've got to make sure you've got enough amount of each of the supplements, haven't you? Just to make sure yeah. that you know yeah. there's not something that's lacking that you think oh well I, if I'm taking this then I've got enough of that but it may yeah. not be enough that you need yes yeah and yeah. and that's the, the guidelines the government guidelines seem to change quite frequently over what the recommended daily allowance is um yeah. or the daily guidelines and that seems to be lowering uh, we had to fall yeah. in line with Europe a few years back so it'll be interesting to see what happens now but yeah yeah, yeah don't don't be too fear there are some some supplements that you know you have to be careful not to take too much but yeah yeah, yeah. so there are many women out there who are professionals who are busy women working the nine to five and who obviously are going through these symptoms but at work, it's like, okay, how can I talk to my boss about this? How can I manage this at work? Because I am, you know, I've noticed that, you know, the brain fog is is coming in and the, you know, the mood swings. And it's like, how can someone still be as productive at work? Um, I guess it's a two-part question. Continue being productive at work the best way that they can, but as well as being able to have that conversation with their manager about what they're going through. Have you got any tips for, for any of these women that could be listening to this podcast? Yeah, it is, it is a real issue, Rita. I have so many clients that have either left their job um, due to finding, you know, maybe due to the brain fog concentration. Yeah. Other women that suddenly just overnight, they could be doing, you know, I had one lady that was doing accounts and then she just sat at her computer screen one day with this anxiety, couldn't remember how to do her accounts. Yeah. So it can become a real issue. And then the hot flashes during, you know, they could be doing a presentation and due to the stress of the presentation, that can also cause the hot flashes. So it's not just yeah. a hormonal issue. So it can become embarrassing and many women feel that they can't take on the projects or have to step down. Um, the biggest thing to do is be mindful and understand your hormones. That's where if you're tracking your period cycle and tracking your symptoms, that can play a huge part. So even I find now that, you know, a few days before my period is I'm just not as productive. My yeah, brain just yeah. doesn't work and I just yeah, want to rest, too. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Think back to, I don't know, caveman days. The women would probably go off into a, you know, the women's circles. The women would go off, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> and just be alone. Um, whereas, like you say, nowadays we're working the nine to five mm -hmm. plus everything else we have to do. So by tracking your periods, you might start to notice that maybe the week before your period, you're not as productive. So right. you can go into your diary and think it's not the week before your period is not the time to be taking on a new, new project, a new presentation or going business networking. Yeah. You want to save that for after your period when you've got more energy coming back. And particularly around, you know, ovulation is a time that you are on fire, that you can bash out those work product projects. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. If you can track your periods, you'll start to notice when you're more productive and when you just want to rest and sleep and then find you know more and more 
companies now, especially the larger companies, do have a wellness department or speak to their HR, speak to their manager mm. and say what they're going through and what support they need. So it may be that, you know, if work's becoming a little bit more flexible now, uh, maybe that they need to work from home on certain days. Just yeah. seeing, you have to speak up and say what you're struggling with. Maybe you need a bit longer, maybe you need less pressure, but as long as you're getting your work done, but just be mindful, maybe you need to, you know, I'm somebody that works better in the evenings. So thinking about, you know, could your work day change slightly so that you could do more at home, just speak to somebody um, about your wellness mm. and see how, how you can think about your productivity levels and yeah. how they can accommodate that. I mean, I have had women that have gone on um, performance management type well, they've been put under performance management and they may have you know a 50 year old woman that's struggling due to her menopause symptoms and she's got a 25 year old telling her that she's not performing and that's just putting further further stress on her but on yeah. her yeah. so it is it's speaking up and more, the good thing is there's many charities in the UK that are really starting to push this and menopause is being spoken about in the workplace and yeah. in the government so it is changing um, it's just finding somebody within your company organization that you can speak to about how you're feeling yeah. but the biggest tip I would say is to think about your period cycle when are you less productive when are you more productive could you start work earlier in the day if you're someone that's waking up at five o'clock in the morning yeah how can your work fit around you a little bit better okay so in terms of if if there is say a manager that's listening what would you and then they're basically unsure as to okay well you know they know about this but they don't know how to approach it with their team or with a particular person have you got any kind of just some small tips that as a manager what's the best way to to talk about this and and let women know that you know they can come to them or or what they should be looking out for because I know probably some managers are on edge you know that they they think okay I know about this I know around the time but how can I manage it so that I still get that productivity from my employee have you got any kind of tips there I know that's the sort of a, a an out there kind of question because yeah. focusing on the, the woman going for yeah. it yeah it is and and it's for the um for the managers out there it is again educating themselves a little bit about hormones even men um just yeah. understanding that some of the main symptoms that women are going to struggle with at work and it can be for women at work it tends to be either anxiety suddenly kicks in over the most silly things Maybe they're a little bit more emotional, um, tearful, if they're told they've done something wrong. Or on the other end of the scale, maybe they're getting a little bit, you know, rage might come out if, you know, someone in their team's not done the right thing. So just being mindful that women's emotions can be a little bit erratic. Um, my brain fog's kicking in now. So, and also that's it, concentration. So thinking are they getting fatigued are they tired you know are they less productive in the afternoon so understanding what women may go through so there's a tends to be sort of the main symptoms so it could be emotional stress anxiety and pot flashes you know that can be an embarrassment embarrassing situation so putting women in you know thinking about the climate of your office can be important and uh 
yeah, and concentration and fatigue. You know, do the women need to go and have longer for lunch or start earlier in the day? Maybe they need to take their laptop home and work in the mornings before they come into work or work in the evenings or maybe at weekends, being more flexible. But the more that a manager can understand the key symptoms to look out for, and then it could be rather than just if they're worried about approaching the employee direct, you know, it may be that they can send out an email um, in general so that it will be sent around the office and so that everybody is a little bit more mindful of the symptoms and that they can feel it could be that the a manager, especially if it's a male manager, maybe they need to find a woman in the workplace, whether it's in HR or someone that's wellness that they can go to and feel confident that they can speak to about their symptoms yeah so many women struggle as well to speak to I mean many women don't even speak to their husbands so they're not going to go and speak to a male manager so maybe it's finding a woman in the workplace that can just be a coordinator that they can go to because it can be you know if you're feeling rubbish and you're feeling that you're not being productive at work and then you have a male manager that you have to go and speak to that's going to make you even more stressed or tearful. So if there can be a middle person that yeah, people feel confident, that can really help. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great. And I think, you know, you've mentioned it there. I guess knowledge is the key here, is that the more all of us can um, increase our knowledge on, you know, menopause, perimenopause, it will actually help us all be more productive and, and be aware that okay you know what between let's change your hours or you know and become aware of what changes you could make and I guess really the key word here is being flexible as well definitely yeah flexibility is the key Mm. yeah yeah so have you got any last minute tips that you'd like to share with the audience that they can take away and not only think about but also be you know able to just and because obviously you've shared amazing tips already but is there any tips that you've got yeah there are um, just final tips so just think about if you are going to the doctors and the doctor is saying that you're too young when it just something quickly when it comes to hormone hormone tests blood tests blood tests do not show enough information in the early perimenopause so with a blood test that's why quite often the results come back normal Right. So blood tests do not always work. Um, I use a horm- I use a Dutch hormone test, which is a, a urine test, which works really well with okay. perimenopause women. So that's something if you go to the doctors and they're telling you they won't do a blood test or that blood test results are normal, then that could be why, because in the early stages, it just doesn't show enough information. So that's one tip, um, but always trust your symptoms, trust your body, track your symptoms is key, emotional and physical symptoms, and start to ask for help, put boundaries in place. Obviously, we spoke a little bit about work, but then think about your home life as well. So as you say, so many women work the nine to five now, then they come home, maybe they have to walk the dog, look after the children or look after elderly or stress about their parents. It's very much a time of transition. Maybe they're struggling in relationships. It's time to start asking for help. As women, we do everything quite often. We, Mm -hmm. the weight of our work, we do. And the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And it's time to start saying, actually, I need some help. You know, children, I need some help doing the dishwasher. 
husband, yeah. partner, I need some help because someone walks the dog, I need to rest. And that's where it's really important. If you can understand your period cycles, you're going to know when you need to rest. So it may be the time around your period. You need to just take it easy. And that's where you need to ask family, colleagues, yeah. friends to just step up and support you. That is the key. So put some boundaries in place where you need help, ask for help and rest. Take yeah. that time to rest. If you need to rest, your body is telling you to take some time out. Don't go out doing that high impact aerobics class because you've got to that's the worst thing to do if you're absolutely exhausted do some yoga or sit and watch telly and you know chill watch netflix bring some fun back into your life that's the other thing i think most of us have struggled there is not enough fun in our life over the last 18 months oh yeah yeah but going forward perimenopause menopause years if you're struggling with low mood anxiety inject some fun into your life so think about what you really want to do go out and be playful watch stuff on telly that makes you laugh that's really important too yeah definitely that feel good factor is so absolutely yeah yeah and I think you know one of the things that you said there was definitely about talking about it we as women you know we feel okay I've got this emotional thing happening to me but you know, I can't talk about it. I've got to deal with it myself, you know, and especially like you mentioned also earlier about, you know, if you're not feeling comfortable talking to your husband about it and or any male person, then we we keep it in. But it's so important that when we're talking about it, we're also educating men who don't know and they need to know about it so the more we talk about it the more we're helping others understand as well as other women understand it a bit more because if no one spoke about perimenopause or even us having this conversation I wouldn't know half of what I've learned today in this podcast and there's so much information that's come out since you know within the last year or so that's new that I always thought, okay, menopause was at the end and it was a period, you know, I remember when I was doing the nine to five and women were having a choice of whether to take um, hormone tablets or not. And they were getting hot flushes. And I thought, and I thought that was it. I didn't realize how much, but you know, that was my first kind of connection to it because they were talking about it then. Yeah. So much has come out. And I think the more we talk, and let out our emotions and let out how we're feeling I think that's definitely going to help us yeah and sometimes if you're one of those people that feels that they can't speak out and it makes you because quite often speaking out our problems makes us emotional when it comes to dealing you know telling your partner your husband or you know maybe your manager at work is there a way that you can write it down yeah and you know that way across that can sometimes be easier yeah, no, definitely. Kat, this has been interesting and I could ask more questions after more questions, but I want to leave it there so that if anyone who's listening has got any questions that they want to ask you or is concerned about are they going through perimenopause or not, that they can contact you, reach out to you and possibly maybe do a hormone test with yourself and, and get the consultation so where can our listeners go to find out more about you and the service that you offer okay so on social media 
you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hormone Fairy. And um, I have a website as well. So it's www.thehormonefairy.co.uk. And I'm happy to answer questions. There are loads of tips on my social media. There's also a Facebook group. You're welcome to come and join us there for more questions and tips and advice. Brilliant. You've been amazing. And I'm sure many women are going to enjoy listening to this and will gain a lot of information from this one podcast. So thank you for being my special guest today. Thank you for having me, Rita. You're welcome. Well, that's it for today, guys and gals. Stay safe, stay healthy and see you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation, and of course, inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastia Living is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G dot com. See you real soon. Bye. Offer deadline on Oak Street, mile three. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Bidding war at the offer's counter in five minutes. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation, and of course, inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastia Living is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G dot com. See you real soon. Bye.